Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Love HQ podcast. This is the place for women who want to explore love, sex, dating, and relationships through an unconventional approach of ditching the normal dating advice, prizing yourself as an individual, and listening to expert interviews from all different walks of life, focusing on how you can get more in touch with yourself as a person, develop better relationships, and live life on your terms. Hi ladies, uh, welcome back to another edition of my Love HQ podcast, looking at all things dating, sex, romance and relationships, but through my own particular warped perspective where I'm going to be introducing different speakers from completely different walks of life to actually tell you some stuff that might really help you to snap out of your current cycles of relationships. And I am so happy today because in my kitchen living room, I have uh, Dave, uh, Dave, <laughs> it's not a very good title for you, but Dave has been honestly an amazingly positive influence on my life. Um, I only met him relatively recently. He's had a, a bit of a, an out there life story and has subsequently really, he's one of the most grounded, aware, spiritual, open, sorted people that I've met. Um, who's also put me in touch with lots of amazing people who work in therapy and trauma and all kinds of related industries that you might not have ever thought about looking at, but might actually contain the answers for why things aren't working out for you in relationships right now. So, welcome, Hello, Dave. hello, hello. Thank you very much. Did I do a good enough job of introing you? Yeah, yeah, fine, man. Fine. Um, so, yeah, thank you. And hello, ladies. Um, yeah, just to... I mean, God, we ain't got enough time. I wish I had loads of time. I could talk so much about this. I know, basically, I've been selfishly talking to you anyway in my kitchen, stealing your pearls of wisdom when I should have recorded the whole thing for the internet. Um, But I think we were, what what we hit on earlier that I wanted to kind of pick your brains about a bit was control as a thing. Uh, And control is one of these like nasty weeds of, of destructive relationships. And oh my God the amount of controlling relationships I've been, I'm racking them up no more, but I have racked them up in the past. And the funny thing about control is uh, when you, when you try and control somebody else, you're usually more out of control than anybody. And when you're under the influence of control, what I found is often you don't realize because control often isn't avert. I think for women, sometimes we're told that when somebody's controlling us, it's they're telling us what color to paint our nails and it, it comes in a lot more insidious forms yeah, than sure, that. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. I mean, I, I've i got experience, direct experience in control 
Well, what I thought was control, I think control ultimately is absolutely a, a, like an illusion. It's not actually real, but we think we control pretty much everything in our lives. But yeah, for myself, my experience, my direct experience in, in this subject matter, um, in a snapshot, I, I, God, I, I was so unskillful in the way that I approached um, my relationships with, obviously ultimately myself, and then outwardly with all the, the, the girls, you know, all the, all the people that I had in my life. Um, and you said you had eight women at one point, this came up early, which well, shocked me because yeah, yeah, this um, would not be the man that I see in front of me today. Yeah, well, this is, I'm talking about this, like we were talking about this earlier, um, I, I very much just want to sort of uh, affirm <laughs> that I am, I am not that person today. I've done a lot of, a lot of work on myself and I've changed that. Um, going back pre-work, pre, pre, um, pre shall we say, on mm. myself, um, I, I lived in a certain way. Um, I, I believe that the way I, I treated uh, the opposite sex was very much the way I treated other things in my life, like um, I abused um, drugs and drink as well. So I believe it, it comes under the umbrella of addiction, mm-hmm. um, which is something I've got a massive understanding of because I've had to look at it um, and I had a lot of awareness come to me from from the fact that I, I looked at other addictions and I, I overcome those. So I see that... When I overcome my other addictions, like uh, with alcohol and drugs, um, once I put them to the side, I um, I suddenly realised that um, they weren't actually the problem. The problem was me and my thinking. And being, uh, you know, like a a, um, a normal kind of guy, um, I I used to be in a lot of relationships all of the time throughout my life, and um, yeah, that addictive behaviour. Um, was very, very prevalent in in those relationships. Right. So, so. And you described it. It's like the the addiction cycle in the relationship. It's a bit like if you think about how addicts go back for drugs. You know, like you you, you just go, oh, I'm never. You wake up the next morning ruined from drinking too much or putting things up your yeah. nose or into your body, and then you go. I'm never going to do that ever again. I disgust myself. I'm running, walking away. And then you go back. And in a lot of ways, some negative relationships, and you're listening to this, you might be aware that this is uh, maybe something you're experiencing right now, is you know it's bad, you know it's wrong, something about it isn't right, it's not connecting, your gut doesn't feel comfortable, you're walking on eggshells, you're fighting, something is not right. And it's like sometimes it's not even clear. It's what I say, an ephemeral feeling. It's a bodily sensation and deeper rooted knowing of not rightness and you'll be in there and then you'll snap and you'll have a big argument or the other person will do something crazy uh, and then somehow you rationalize everything and then you snap back into the relationship expecting it to be better next time and it's just like a junkie hitting something it's never better it's always the same and it actually gets worse absolutely i mean that that is you just encapsulated in a nutshell, exactly the, the, the pattern, you know, the, the, the behaviour. And it's of, quite good, I think, it, yeah. to recognise it as a pattern or a behaviour. Because yeah. I, I never put love or relationships or sex or dating into the same pos- potential bracket as how people will compulsively use 
Yeah, well... Alcohol and drugs. I mean, it's my... My understanding that love is... I, I think, I believe, the biggest drug um, addiction of all, I believe, that... Um, I was talking about this earlier. I really do believe this is true. It's like Disney is the biggest love dealer. Right. Going, you know. Like, we, we're conditioned to think that um, we need... We need it. We need it. And that's where... The danger lies, it's like, for me, it's a, a want, not a need. Um, right. And I think that what we're <clears> saying <throat> as well is it's like, it's the only, think about it, imagine if something like a, say a class A drug, and let's say, for argument's sake, cocaine, because that's not a very nice one, uh, say mm-hmm. that it had continually movies made about how wonderful its use was, magazines printed mm. with stories exploring celebrities' use of it uh, and that actually it had one day of the year let's say for argument's sake February 15th (laughs) (laughs) dedicated to its worship you start to think about it in those terms and you're actually like oh oh my god it's not to say obviously I love love I'm me I love love Um, I love love too much Uh, and I love to be I think being loving towards people and having partnership supportive relationships social community Love all that stuff. I'm not saying you're not allowed to be in love or not allowed to fall in love, but it's about recognising the reality of love and what a real loving relationship and real love feels like in the right way versus crack cocaine addictive love, which is what we've been told <laughs> to want, right? Is it like yeah, that? Yeah, it's, yeah, I mean... Because it, it, you don't well have a said. movie, do you, where it goes, a man and a woman meet, yeah. they have a like, they have a nice friendship, they get on, they support one another, they kind of over time blend and grow together and they grow into a beautiful partnership of, you know, where they work things through and ultimately it's all like, no, we're not sold that. We're sold that, oh my God, you're going to meet one another and there's going to be a helicopter and a swimming pool on the roof <laughs> and then there's going to be fireworks and you're going to have a fight and then he's going to come back for you and resolve it you know we literally sold the cracky version of relationships totally totally i mean like i think what it's really important to sort of establish what's healthy and what's not you know and very simply um i think only 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 you know you know in yourself you know, when in the, in the darkness and quietness of your own sort of bedroom, when you're when you're alone, mm. do you actually really get honest with what's actually going on with yourself and you know the relationships you have in your life? And you know that's my experience. That's how I've I've definitely sort of realised you know and looked at lots of different things and seen the destructive patterns and behaviours when I've really got honest with myself. Um, and I think what prevents people from getting honest with themselves and one of the big things is they never allow themselves that moment alone in their bedroom no. to sift through their thoughts because they'll be I know it's like I had a bit of an uncomfortable I had a big uncomfortable thought come up earlier and I literally I was at my first instinct like I'm putting my headphones in I'm scrolling <laughs> on Instagram I'm charging off to my yeah. no to actually sit there the aeroplane mode is on, the phone is, mm-hmm. is in the other room if possible. To lie there and just be and let your thoughts mm. sift out is something that no one allows themselves time or very few people allow themselves yeah, time for. Absolutely. I mean, we were talking about this earlier. It's, it's really important to sort of um, to talk about this stuff. It's, we live in a culture um, where we think connection with ourselves and others is through a connection to, I guess, an iPhone or, you know, whatever it is mm. on whatever platform. 
it just isn't how it's meant to be and it's certainly not my how I I disconnect to connect so you know I, I've, I've worked out for myself that I need to not have a relationship with that stuff so I'm not on any social networks um, I sound like a complete and utter boring weird freak of nature that I'm not I'm probably very much the minority but for me it works I I have a very loving beautiful relationship with myself and um, I know myself well and because of that I can invite like-minded people into my life um, and nurture like sustainable mm. friendships relationships etc etc so um, and I'm not saying that you all have to suddenly go give no. up your Instagram, but what I would say about it is that I've noticed that social media is another way that we can seek to control other people, right? I read an article about yeah, it, actually, sure. that people, you know, after you go through a breakup or something, you do a PR campaign on whatever yeah. side via all your social to get say, basically, I'm having the bestest time ever or look, I'm on your street, or hey, this is the holiday destination we never went to, and I'm here now having fun. So it's like a weird, it's like it's a bizarre frequency that you can send Mm. out to disrupt people's lives. So I'd say Mm. there's a, there can be a real, really nasty potency in that as well. And I think sometimes, especially if you've had a bit of a rough breakup with someone, there could be lots of funky ways, you know, that they're, they're still trying to somehow from the other, like they're dead, and it's like they're coming back as a ghost from the other side to mess with you. <laughs> now, yeah, again, it's the control. I mean, like we were saying earlier, Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's when, you know, you, you, this is a classic case, you know, everyone can relate to this, I'm sure, of, of when you're in a relationship and you separate. And there's a reason for that. You come to a conclusion that it's not working and... and and you separate and then you go away from one another. Mm. But because of because of the the culture of um an accessibility of, of 
being online, being on phone, you know, being on social media. It's almost like you can never really um, put people down, so to mm, speak. You know, mm. you, they're they're always going to sort of rear their their ugly heads, so to speak, and and <laughs> and come back and get you. Um, you know, so you can have your best intentions can be to to really say like, uh, you know, I'm I'm absolutely certain that I'm not going to be with this person. Mm-hmm. They're bad for me. I recognise that. I'm going to walk away from it, and yet we find ourselves and that's the insanity of it and that's why I see it very much as like an addictive kind of behaviour that's what you were saying yeah, earlier absolutely. right it's, it's like... going back for more knowing that you know the reason you've come away from something is because it's bad for you yet you are convinced you talk yourself back into going oh, back oh man and you know what it's like the social media and something literally I've been going through so mm. recently so in my mind like so recently like today um, <laughs> <laughs> like it's like you know like You've like gone. I've blocked them on everything because I don't want to see and I don't want to know. Mm-hmm. And then I'll tell you. I'll tell you what happens for me, and maybe this will be be will hit some bells for you guys as well. I will. Something will cause me to feel crappy about myself, and it could be that someone mentions the ex. I could just have a bad, disappointing day at work. Mm-hmm. I could just miss the but the bus driver was horrible to me yesterday. A succession of things will put pressure, on, and I'll feel flat and low. And weirdly, in that flat, low place, I then go to hurt myself even more. Like, I'm already on the floor, and I'm just like, right, I'll just, like, kick myself when I'm down. And that's when I feel, like, the burning desire within me to text the ex Mm. or to unlock the social media account, unblock them, see what's going on. And it's almost like I want to, like, stab a knife in my heart and create a load of fantasies about how they're having an absolutely perfect sexy life while I'm here suffering and when you go through it and I'm saying it so transparently exactly because I want you to know like I get it we you know we, it's part of our nature we all do it but it's good to know that you're not alone don't con yourself into doing that stuff and actually I promise you if you cannot unblock the social media account if you cannot contact mm. I just something else will come fly into your life that will alleviate the pressure and you won't be on the floor for very long, right? Yeah, totally. I mean, what you've just described um, and put very beautifully um, is something that I certainly relate to and I'm sure everyone listening 100%, you know, has has experienced that kind of... um, had that experience. And what you've described, I believe, is when we meet pain with hatred, Mm. right? So... Um, and again, it comes down to what we were talking about with the, the way that we, you know, things are portrayed to us. From a very young age, we're, we're conditioned to to react to certain things. Like, um, you know, love, we're, we're told, is going to be gloriously, you know, amazing, a journey that there's no pain or, you know, suffering. And it's just not true. Um, and, and with what you've just described, it's like we are also um, sort of told that, the way to um, meet like pain and and hardship and and things that you know that don't go always right in our lives because they don't because that's life. We're told to meet it with, um, you know, with to run away from it and mm. to maybe go. You know, we're told that um, let's go and eat on it, let's go and drink on it, let's go and drug on it, let's go and shop on it, let's go and have sex on it. Mm-hmm. You know, all of that stuff which just isn't really going to ever... It's momentary happiness, yeah. do you know what I mean? The way I describe it is it's uh, like absolutely. you try and yeah, keep yeah, yeah. the walls from the door yeah. 
by like distracting yourself with something yeah. and I said it could be sex it could be just a yeah. date it could be a bit texting it could be drinking it could be working really long hours blowing all your money and it's actually you that that pro, when you're doing it you, it's almost like there's all these walls they're at the door and you've managed to just push it so you can hear them scratching but it, it's mostly shut the second you don't do it and your hand falls yeah. down the walls come bounding through the door twice as much energy as before and it's even worse so it's like short term not even really a fix medium long term mm-hmm. hell on earth and you and i think our whole culture is about not processing everything yeah. and just keeping everything just fractionally out of reach and also trying to choose how we feel all the time because we want stuff on demand so when we want to feel happy we want to feel happy so why should we feel sad we live in like 2015 we don't need to feel sad so we've got all these things that try and solve the sadness rather than just accepting it's part of our nature absolutely you're right yeah we live in like an insta society so you know it's not just instagram we you know that we we have instant results on it's just um you know we want to get everything instantly we don't want to wait for stuff um but yeah i mean what what you were just saying it's a hundred percent the case that if we was to change the way we perceive and react to our experience of, um, let's say, obviously on this, the topic that we're talking about, which is you know love and and all that stuff, is if we was to not sort of almost like inflict more pain on ourselves, we're already going through pain with like say a split up. Mm. So it's almost like we need to to sort of try and find a way of reacting in a loving way so not you know you've blocked someone then you're going to unblock it so that you allow them to come in that's not a loving act to yourself mm-hmm. you know you, so it's kind of like trying to find a way of of meeting that pain that we're going through you know for a split up or whatever it is in life with like compassion i guess with love mm-hmm. it's like finding a way to do that so for me i have to talk from my own experience of how i've done that you know i used to meet all my breakups and pain, all the stuff I actually went through with 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 hatred. I used to sabotage myself by putting like copious amounts of drugs or drink inside me, and then going out and doing harm to to myself and others. You know, it's like a form of self harm. But mm. the way I've spun it on its head and changed it is I've understood that that just doesn't work, um, and. I now do it a different a different way, you know, if I'm going through through something that is uncomfortable for me and I feel a bit of pain and suffering, I actually recognise it as, okay, that's okay to feel like that and to, to actually just understand that that's all it is, you know, feelings will not kill me, it's mm. okay to feel that, you know, if I'm going through a separation, it's okay and not to, you know, run away from it. I think that's the the difference yeah. right there. Whereas before, I'd be. I think people that you it's being on the run from feelings, basically. Yeah. So I think sometimes I felt like I've run. been on the run my whole life. I've been on the run from the feelings that I got mm-hmm. right from the get go, right in the past. Yeah. And since then, my life has been like this massive escapist fleeing nightmare, which has just led me round, you know, with brief interludes of happiness followed by being led round and round in a circle of just repeating all the same rubbish because I've never actually sort of sorted it out. That's because sorting it out, at least in the beginning, once you get on a bit of a roll, it gets a lot better and you're like, wow, I'm on a roll yeah. and stuff actually starts to fix around you or feel better and then it's like, wow, it's great. 
first um for my experience as well first couple of months maybe more and it's it goes up and down you know it's really difficult um but it's like you got to think about yourself when you're in these situations of control or love as an addiction or destructive relationships there's two ways to go you go round and round on this merry-go-round more and more and more and more and more and often I found honestly my life situations that I was attracting were literally getting ridiculously extreme like to a point of like craziness or you go actually I'm going to put the, the work in now for however long it is and it's not going to be that long in the grand scheme of your life you know a few months six months a year 18 months however long it takes and on the other side there's something different and there's something better hallelujah you don't have to even look for the perfect man anymore because you're going to be so much more sorted and settled in yourself that you just won't even engage with any destruction it's not going to happen how fabulous is that like it's literally there is another solution there is another way so what i kind of wanted to preach to you today is just really talk about that um that process of addiction and control and actually sort of like almost the underbelly of love that we never really speak about because I want you to be practicing something different and looking for something different um I could talk for Dave for ages I already have done but he's got to go get a train in a bit so mm-hmm. what I'm going to do is I want to suggest Dave I know you don't you're on no social media whatsoever which I'm like well done uh but you do work with is the Amy Winehouse foundation yeah i mean a lot of <clears throat> a lot of what i do is um, i'm off service as i say to um to lots of people um uh yeah primarily um the amy winehouse foundation so i'm very involved with what they do and you're doing a cool new project right yeah yeah i'm working on a cool new project which um you know i, I don't think i'm actually permitted to talk about it too much because it's just off um you know very much at, uh, at the beginning stages but I'd love to come back on and talk about it again when when it's up and running. But yeah, it's, and it's, I'm gonna I'm whatever yeah. this mystical thing. I'm I'm jumping in to help out because I think there's something <laughs> the 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 cause and there are people out there right now that are you know here's is this is a good thing to leave you guys with. Yeah. How do you know something's good? Here we go. It's free. Like yeah, people who absolutely. actually want to serve and help, they do stuff for free. Yeah. Of course, I have my coaching businesses and all you know my online stuff, but I do this podcast for free. Like, I call it resistance radio because, you know, it's important. So good stuff is often free stuff. Good to know. Uh, Also, good stuff is sometimes stuff which doesn't involve a lot of technology. So if you can do another thing, what I'd advise you is as soon as you hit the end of this podcast, which is coming up, you know what, turn everything off. Just turn it off. Give it 20 minutes. If you turn it all off for 20 minutes and just lie there or sit there and breathe and let your thoughts come to you, that's a good thing to have done today and that would be amazing uh, and of course if you like the what I'm talking about the kind of stuff that I'm saying please comment or in fact if you don't like it you can comment as well that's also cool uh, but if you do like it subscribe as well because you know the more people that subscribe share it as well if you think god my best mate would really need to hear this or you know what that's the perfect podcast to post on facebook whatever you want the more we can share it out honestly the less people have to go through pain and suffering because they're going to be more aware so if you can do it fabulous please and um we will be back again next week with another edition of the love hq podcast see you later 
Thank you for listening to my podcast today. Uh, if you want to find out more about me, please head to hayleyquinn.com forward slash club where I have a free 30-day membership available for you to my exclusive subscribers club. You can also catch up with me on YouTube at HayleyQuinnXX, on Instagram as HayleyQuinnX, and on Twitter as plain old HayleyQuinn. Uh, I'd love to hear your feedback on the show. Please engage with me. Please reach out. And thank you again for your support. 